absence. I, uh, I last night forgot where I put my lighter because I had to smoke a bowl last night. And you had to. <laughs> I was slumming it apparently. Um, oh no, but I, I smoked something. It's called caviar. It's like hash oil, weed, and keef all like smushed into one. Yeah, it's really good. I just smoked something called, hang on, weed, strain him. Yeah, I just smoked something called uh, Matanuska Thunderfuck. Nice. So, yeah, it is. Uh, it's. I mean, I think it's smooth. I haven't smoked it in like a year. This is Gilda's old joint collection that she had to dig into because, like, Gilda's super out of weed. Um, wow. Well, okay, fine. Okay, I'm not out of weed. I'm just out of strong weed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have weed. I do get but that. But they're like indicas and calming and like, let's drift off and watch a movie. Like they're that kind. Whereas the joints I have are like, oh, you, you want to get high? It's like that scene in Almost Famous. Anyway. Nice. I just um, shared two blunts with my roommates and I'm feeling it. So I'm ready to talk about the episode, which was season one, episode 19. Um, this aired May 8th, 1976. The host was Madeline Kahn and um, the musical guest was Carly Simon. Yeah. Um, the person you just heard talking was Steph and I'm Gilda. And Hi. this podcast is Saturday Night High, the podcast where we get super stoned, as you can tell, because we just did everything just like super out of order. So yeah, we get super stoned and we watch Saturday Night Live. We love new Saturday Night Live. We love old Saturday Night Live. We just love weed and talking about it. So come join us. Yeah, this fucking episode God, I wanted to like it. I love Carly Simon, but she's beautiful. Oh, she's amazing. God, I love her so much. So incredible. I've never seen her, and I wish. I mean, she doesn't really tour all that often. She's kind of a very. She has stage fright. Um, as oh. yeah, she doesn't really like performing live per se. Um, and that's I think kind of why she her performance tonight was pre-taped. It had been taped earlier in the evening and they were airing it at 11.30. And yeah, so. Which was weird. It was a, it was a little weird. Like, I think they could have just played it and like no one would have known. Like the studio audience, they could have told. But like, if you if they just run into the performance, like if they just gone, if Madeline Kahn was like, ladies and gentlemen, Carly Simon. And then they ran the clip for the audience at home. Like nobody, I could not fucking tell. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm like a bitch, but I just don't think that she should have been able to do it not live. This is Saturday Night Live, you know what I'm saying? I, I know. I just... I feel like the music is supposed to be live. The music is supposed to be live, but she was married to James Taylor, and they were friends with Paul Simon, who we know is Lauren's bestie. So, like, I get it. She also may have just had a kid, because she had a few kids with James Taylor in the mid-70s, I believe. Or maybe they just broken up. Hang on. Damn it. But okay. Can, 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 We're talking can, a lot about yeah. the musical acts, please, but I have more than yeah, that. <laughs> please, please kick this off while I look this up because I am just, now I'm just going down a Carly Simon rabbit hole. Go on. It was my understanding that 
the first song um, that she did was not live. But then the second song, when she did You're So Vain, that was live. Like they transitioned from the pre-recorded, but that was in front of an audience. Was that the dress rehearsal? What was that? I don't know. I assumed that they were cutting from the pre-recorded thing to, do you hear all that banging? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Do they know what you're doing in there? Are they hanging pictures? Is someone getting murdered? I just heard her say sorry and then try to explain it, but I couldn't hear what she was saying. Okay, so someone got bitch slapped? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know what it is. Wait, I just heard it again. You're more than welcome to go check. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Uh, no, right. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any portion of that was live. I thought she just played two songs and maybe she played them separately, like, and they've spliced them together, but I was under the impression that was all pre recorded. All right, ladies. Wait, hold on. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just heard you say, do what you got to do to the chicken. Yeah, she's making a chicken pasta dinner. Is she hammering it or something? Or Well, she was done when I walked yeah, no, in. I, I, I um, heard, oh, that's the end of it. Don't worry. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, thank God. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think she doesn't like, um, I just think she doesn't like performing live slash has stage fright and this was probably just a personal favor because she was a big fucking name for this show like she was Carly fucking Simon she had just married James Taylor I think four years prior so like they were like a music power couple so yeah if James Taylor is like yo can you do this you don't say no because if you do James Taylor this favor James Taylor will probably come on your show at some point um yeah I don't know I I truly thought they got me with the audience in that. So I don't know. I was a little bit confused. I thought it was not live. Who knows? <sighs> Maybe it was dress. I have no idea. Yeah, that would make sense because Madeline Kahn had that weird, she wanted to be home and watch herself or some shit. And I'm just like, fuck you. That's snotty. Like she wanted to watch herself, like fuck off. So that's why I said, I don't want to be a bitch, but like, what's yeah, the Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I get that. I was like, she don't want to be a bitch to Carly Simon. No, to Madeline Kahn. Yeah. I thought that was just fucking rude. So anyway, we yeah. apparently had Carly Simon Corner in the beginning of the show tonight. Sorry, guys. I mean, we'll talk about the song. I mean, that was all I was thinking of going into it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the cold open. Ugh, that was, I, I was happy that the joke was Chevy Chase's Ronald Reagan was being a racist. I didn't think that was where it was going at first. And I was like, take it, boys. Okay. Chevy Chase was playing Ronald Reagan. He was sitting at a piano. It was like this jazz club and Garrett Morris was behind him and he was holding a saxophone. And every time Chevy Chase's Ronald Reagan would tell Garrett Morris to take a solo, he would go, take it boy. And it's like, uh, Garrett Morris gave him a look and it's like, ew, that's gross. That's not okay. 
but again, Ronald Reagan, 1950s, really racist film star. So I get it. It wasn't Chevy Chase. It was Ronald Reagan. I have to try to keep that in mind. They were making fun of Ronald Reagan being a racist. But I was like, gross. Why is the audience laughing? Like, fuck you. That's not a punchline. I thought that was gross. That is gross. Um, but I was happy when it ended with Garrett Morris literally throwing him to the ground. Yeah. Because that's kind of what I also wanted to fucking do at that point. Um, although at the same time, I was like, okay, this is sort of perpetuating like stereotypes about like violent black men and like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like the, like every time I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. It that part it felt it felt better, but it still wasn't great. But at the same time, I mean, Garrett Morris, I. I, I don't know. I, I'm torn. I see where it's problematic. I also think the act of a Black, quote-unquote, musician in this sketch, um, ow, Black musician in this sketch kind of being like, hey, fuck you, you can't say, take it, boy, and then every time you tell me to take a solo, you just continue and play. So, like, it was like, okay, good, he stood up for himself, but yeah, I understand it being... Uh, Yeah, and so we went from that opening into um, Madeline, 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 <laughs> Madeline. <laughs> uh, Madeline's monologue. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Madeline's monologue um, sucked, and it was her Mal and she was talking about Mother's Day. I I couldn't continue the alliteration. I tried, but I couldn't. Um, yeah, so she was talking about, she said, it's Mother's Day soon, like in half an hour, which like, okay, kind of funny. Um, and she said, you know, you can't like repay your mom. Like I give, like, you know, she was saying her mom gave her birth and she gave her mom a scarf. Uh, and this leads into a song that she sings yeah. about her mom or whatever I don't know I was not really having it I don't no. know maybe I, I don't and know mo <laughs> mom stuff never really plays well with me that's for sure um but yeah it's an actual what she was singing so there's an actual song called mother and the lyrics are m is for the million things she gave me uh, it's really it's it's the, oh each letter stands for something and in the sketch, she was saying, M is for the million things she gave me. O is for the other things she gave me. And she's like, it was prefaced by this really beautiful sketch about how your mothers give you, or beautiful speech about how your mothers give you everything and you can never pay them back. And then she goes on to sing this half-assed stupid song where it's like, T is for the thousand things you gave me, H is for the hundred things you gave me. And it's like, when the actual lyrics are really sweet I just don't feel like crying right now um and yeah it just I felt I don't know it tied into that Christmas robe sketch from a few weeks back with Kristen Wiig and I'm just like yes. okay if you're acknowledging that you can't repay your mother back but you have this uh, yeah it was I, it did not it just felt like a slap in the face to mothers and yeah that was all I thought about that yeah, um, my mom is dead. That's was, that was all I was thinking about that. Um, <laughs> so we go from that into 
So, yeah, it, mom shit, I, I know we probably have fucking years of it to come. Uh, this shit's in my brain for life, baby. No, um, years of mother stuff in SNL. The trauma is forever. <laughs> but the SNL jokes are not even that good when it comes to... <laughs> they, they, they never talk about moms in a good no, way no they don't I just want them to talk about mothers in a good fucking way and it's like they acknowledge that they're like she said mothers do everything and you can't repay them back and then they just shit on mothers it's like I understand it's emphasizing that mothers should be appreciated I get that it's playing to the opposite thing but mother stuff doesn't play well with us uh, I know we have like years of SNL to get through with fucking God only knows how much terrible mother shit, but yeah, oh, that show always comes. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So moving on from that fucking dumpster fire of a monologue, um, we had a sketch called Wilderness Comedian, which I thought it was going to be Dan Aykroyd, but it makes sense that me too. I, well, right, because I was like, I just saw him like totally like I was like, oh, okay, John Belushi. Okay, I guess I can get behind that. Like it just wasn't what I was picturing or expecting. But it was like Shetty Wildlife stand up, and he's dressed in like this fringe leather jacket, and I mean, it makes sense that like we know that they were in charge of writing and producing their pieces and getting stuff on the air and. Apparently, John Belushi really loves animals because, like, half the things he's been in the past two weeks that I remember have had to do really with animals. The two weekend update bits and then this. So. Oh, whoa. I didn't even think about just that. just a theory. But anyway, yeah, that was pretty much all I had to say was that it was, like, wildlife stand-up in front of robot animals. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have much to say about it either. I... I did think that the little stand-up animals looked hilarious yes they were like they, they would like move up and down when they yeah laughed it was it was very cute that was like the best part of the sketch for me was watching the animals it was like bad muppets yeah and then we went from that into um a show called not for ladies only and it was the return of Baba Wawa. And um, this time she had a guest on. I believe the guest was, it was Madeline Kahn as Marlene Dietrich, who also had a very heavy accent. And I don't want to say she talked like Barbara Walters, but she was like, she had a German accent or something. I, I don't know what the fuck, but it was just basically the joke was that, yeah, they both unique patterns of speech. Yeah, that was essentially the entire thing was just them going back and forth. Um. And, I mean, they both did it very well. It was like, they looked good. They were killing it. It was funny, but... It was just like, it was like they both really had it down. You could tell they were enjoying themselves. I just didn't find it all that entertaining. Yeah, they did seem to be enjoying themselves. So I was like, okay, that's, that's cute. Like, you know, it seems like every week Gilda does some sort of one-on-one -on -one thing with um, these female hosts. But... Which I don't 
mind because it's like sometimes it's like well last week's was gross because last week was fucking gary weiss raquel welch ickiness but oh my god <laughs> i wish you could have seen Bad. her face steph just made <laughs> the most hilarious Ugh. um anyway i like this one the, the one that they did together tonight it was like gilda and madeline Kahn were in a lot together and it's like i think their senses of humor kind of played off of one another very well in that it's they, they seem to be having a ball even if i didn't think it was funny i'm happy they had a good time Yes, uh, they're having a good time. It seemed like Madeline was really meshing with the cast um, because then the next uh, sketch was a sleepover and she was the girl in the middle of all the other girls at the sleepover and she's telling everybody what sleeping together actually means. Um, <laughs> and like, the, like her mom comes down and she's like, oh no, we're talking about school. Um, <laughs> and then when she says she she whispers into everybody's ear what sleeping together means and they're all disgusted which okay opposite reaction um and it was I thought it was a cute sketch yeah it was <laughs> there were a few jokes in there and it's like as the sketch progresses you're learning more and more without them ever saying anything you're just like piecing together part of the sketch in your own mind because you're only hearing like they're talking about what they think happens so you're picturing what they're picturing like you're trying to picture what they're picturing and um they don't really understand how it works, but I think there was, well, I don't think, I know there was a rape joke in the middle of the sketch because oh my God, one of the girls was like, oh, well, my sister said a man jumped out of the bushes and made her have a baby. And they're like, how do you make someone have a baby? And it was just like, oh, Jesus, like, what the fuck? That got dark. Um, and they just like brushed it off. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than that, it was very cute because I mean, we all had the sleepovers where you're just like, well, I heard this. Did you, you know, I, I don't know. Right. It was an accurate portrayal. I totally forgot about that joke. Um, Cause yeah. yeah, what the fuck? I think I wanted to forget. Yeah. Um, I thought at the end, uh, Jane Curtin and Gilda and uh, Madeline Kahn, they're all making a pact to never do that with their husbands and to, you know, and so I'll never do, uh, Jane Curtin says, I'll never do it. Madeline Kahn says, I'll never do it. Gilda Radner says, I'll never do it. And Lorraine Newman's after being like, oh, gross. The entire sketch, she goes, I might. It was, it's like, yeah. She was, yeah. The whole sketch, she was so disgusted by it. But then she was like, okay. <laughs> it's like the girl that doth protest too much. I appreciated that. So and then the next thing was Garrett Morris as a representative from Namibia asking Americans to send their unused fondue sets. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this like a prior to like a Nigerian prince wants your money? Like, was this a take on that? Like, it was just like. To me, I, I thought it was, it, was, it was like the humor was supposed to be that, like, you know, even. Like, like, obviously, you're going to want that shit, even if you're, like, you don't have much. Like, you're still going to want 
nice shit okay yeah it seemed like that had been brought into Namibia Namibia and he wanted to finish up his set I don't know it was like a newly established nation, a former colony. I, I don't know. He thanked people for the water pick and deluxe toaster oven that they had sent the week before. And I was like, well, that's funny. So that was I funny. Have water, I have a water pick. I love it. I've had one and I literally never use it. Oh my God. <clears throat> it, uh, yeah. As someone who spent a fair amount of years in braces, I try to take pretty good care of my teeth. <laughs> Um, oh God. And then we had this week's return of the Muppets and it was really just Chevy Chase trying on glasses and Scred pops out of a trunk. And then Scred is like, yo, my friend knows the Beatles. You gotta get, you gotta let me talk to Lauren. I can get the Beatles on the show. Just, you have to bring the Muppets back. And basically the camera then just turns to Favag and he's like, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like sang a bunch of Beatles songs and then said, if you bring back the Muppets, I throw in the Beatles for free. Um, then at the end of the sketch, Favag and Scred sang the last lines of, hang on again. Uh, well, they, it, in the end, ha! Um, they sang the last few lines of the song, the end, which are in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. And then end it with strawberry fields forever. And it was just like, it was actually really cute. It was really cute. And I liked how they sort of continued the Beatles thing from last week. Um, and yeah. it, it was kind of funny to see Chevy Chase go to the Vogue, you know? <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, that was the Muppets for this week. Um, I don't know. I'm getting a little bit sick of the same joke over and over, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, yeah. I, the <laughs> it's it's like now that we know they're it's like we know they're not coming back, and it feels like it's just being dragged out. And it's like you could have just given us Muppets sketches in the Land of Gorch as opposed to this really like depressing, oh no, they've been canceled and they're going to go in the trunk forever. Like you could have just fucking given us five minutes of Gorch guys, come on. Yeah. It's like, if you were contractually obligated, although I suppose they didn't want to give them the screen time. Yeah, I get it, but I still wish it was done differently anyway. You can, I have no idea what the next thing was other than it's a song from a musical, but like I, okay. I know, yeah, you gotta. I have no idea. I mean, I really, I don't know really what it was either. It was really, um, it started out, and it was well. Essentially, what it was was Madeline Kahn dressed as the Bride of Frankenstein, having been literally animated five seconds ago. Like we, you see it happen. Um, you know, the like he, he pulls a switch and it's like, oh my god, there's life, whatever the hell. Uh, it's alive. I, why did I say there's life? Of, it's alive. I don't really know. There's life. A twist on it. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I like there's life better than it's alive. To be perfectly honest, it's like oh, there's life as opposed to it's alive. That's terrifying. Anyway, 
Yeah. Well, actually, oh my god, I want my customers to talk about how like the it's alive does not have to be that fucking dramatic. Like, why? It's always so dramatic. Anyways, oh my god. Um, yeah, she sings "I Feel Pretty" from West Side Story, which I actually danced to um, when I was taking ballet lessons. Uh, I think that was uh, when I was seven years old. So Aww. I know the song very well. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, they had Howard Shore and the All Monster Band, I guess, um, <laughs> playing uh, all the little like other parts in the song other than Maria's. Um, so whenever, like if you watch, have you ever seen the movie West Side Story? Which A you had long time. But... Uh... Oh, you have. Well, okay. I, I've seen the original. It was in band class, and I can't say that I paid the most attention after the first 15 minutes. With Natalie Wood, who mysteriously died. <laughs> or I thought it was Rita Moreno. You know, I, I'm going to be real with you. Da, 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 Probably. Da, da. Side story cast. I was about to say, I never heard of this original. Um, ah, they were both in it. They played different <laughs> characters. <laughs> wow. Um, um, I know the song, or at least my favorite song from West Side Story, because I have seen the beginning parts of it. It's the da 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 da. Oh yeah, in America. Yeah, that one. That's the one I know. Yeah. The exact opposite of Childish Gambino's. Uh, this is America. This is America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except actually, oh, there are some lines in that song where, where they talk about like taxes and shit. I don't know. Actually, most of the time they're shitting on whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> that was West Side Story to- Corner. <laughs> back to this. Wait, no, wait. Back to West Side Story Corner. Um, did you see that there's gonna be another West Side Story movie with like some wacky ass people in the cast i don't remember who but uh yeah it's a steven spielberg movie hang on west side story cast new movie i thought it was um yeah ansel elgort oh my gosh are you fucking kidding me like why why are we still trying to make ansel elgort a thing i just really like saying his name because it sounds like you're like it sounds like a cat puking I don't like that sound. I just think it's a funny name. So other, yeah, I got the West Side Story reference and that it was, I feel pretty, but I didn't, I, I was mean, just like- I don't think there was anything deeper than that. I think it was just, okay. she needed a song to sing. So she was singing that song. And okay. I mean, they did have, cause even in the end, it seemed more like a Bride of Frankenstein type thing because it was like villager, like angry villagers, I thought. That's true. Yeah. Whereas I did think was that was impressive. I was like, oh. Oh, sorry it was impressive yeah um okay and then yeah weekend update you can uh, well i mean it started off with i think an orgy joke but i'm not sure because he, he was, was like you can call him and he can call her and she can call him yeah and then i thought said, that was I'm funny sure. yeah i thought that was funny um and then he opened with, I'm Chevy Chase and you're touching yourself. And it was just like, oh God, it was funny. I wasn't expecting it. Like, I know, especially after that orgy uh, right. line, which had me thinking. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he went into a ton of jokes about the primary. Um, you know, kind of the same thing as every week. 
yeah. <laughs> I did like the joke about Richard Nixon apologizing to the mafia for not being a crook. I was like, what? <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I, I felt like that could have been like a joke today about like canceling people, but it wouldn't really work out in the same way. Yeah. But I, I, I get what you're saying. Go ahead. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, they talked about this earthquake that happened in Italy, and they did the artist rendering joke with this, which I thought was a bold choice. Um, <laughs> because then all of a sudden they're talking about this large fucking death toll. Uh, and yeah, then Chevy Chase calls the correspondent in Italy and we only see his side of the conversation, which was, you know, just like, hey, what's up? Calling an old friend to catch up for like a minute. And then he was like, so some quake, huh? Yeah, yeah, all right. And he says life goes on, which true, but also what the fuck was that? Yeah, I, I just kind of, my jaw was just like, oh, okay. And they literally, uh, like, read the death toll. Oh, uh, da-da. Holy shit, an intensity of X? Holy shit. 990 killed, 3,000 injured, and more than 157,000 were left homeless. Holy shit, I cannot believe. Yeah, okay, whoa. Two weeks in a row. Holy shit. They Damn. just... Last week with the quick uh, turnaround on the Claudine Langer joke. And then this week, oh, cool. 900 people in Italy died. Let's make some ha-has. I mean, I think the one about Italy is more egregious. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, it's really soon. So I'm just saying, like, even if it hadn't been... Uh, I, 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 no, it's like, yeah, Claudine Lange, whatever, yeah, like, she shot a dude that's not good. Obviously, 900 people dying from an earthquake in Italy is worse. I'm just saying, like, the turnaround is, like, normally you'd wait a few weeks to make a joke about an earthquake in Italy. Like, oh, how, yeah. <laughs> wait, it had just happened? Oh, it was two weeks, yeah. Um. May 6th, yeah, when did this air? This aired on... Wait, this aired May 8th, come on. Yeah, no, it was two days. Yeah. Well, that's a weird way to cope with it. Anyways, um, Chevy Chase read a headline about weed causing memory loss, and then he read it again, and the audience fucking loved it. They screamed, I screamed, it was great, people were clapping. Um, he once again gives the address for you to send your samples, um, except he kind of fucks it up. He just sort of like gives up while when he gets the numbers, which same, honestly. <laughs> I I think they honestly, I don't know if what they gave the first time was a real address, but I would not put it past people to have tried to send weed to fucking 30 Rock just like as a haha. But I did appreciate that he was like, only buds, please. <laughs> <laughs> he specified. Um, yeah. I also did put down a note about how him, he looked kind of cute. I'll say it when he was laughing. 
Yeah, he he broke a few different times during Weekend Update and he normally doesn't break and he did. He was so adorable. I have OMG, DC broke. So cute in my notes. It was just like, oh. I used the word cute too. That's really what it was. He looked um, charming. Yeah. (laughs) It's too bad he's such a dick. Yeah. (laughs) But that's uh, a lot of guys. Um, Anyways he talked about yeah he like laughed while talking about general franco general francisco franco like he was laughing the audience was laughing it was great um then emily latella came on and talked about violence on tv um yeah it was another it's like okay it's the same damn thing over and over and like the joke has been made violence on television is one of the more well-known of these and I did appreciate the line that if the little babies don't get to experience music then they're going to join rock and roll and they won't drink milk (laughs) that was cute that was like a little grandma fear for real yeah uh that was honestly something I could relate to just (laughs) from work um (laughs) uh yeah and so then after this we had carly simon's bit which we already talked a lot about um but it was uh, not live slash maybe possibly the when she did your sylvain it was dress rehearsal not really sure i don't know um because i thought like when she's saying half a chance like that was clearly like a different like room and stuff yeah but then they like I don't know what the camera did, but all of a sudden the camera was on the audience and then it, it went panned from the audience to the set where she was singing your Sylvain. Um, okay, then yeah, that that does make more sense. And I just figured it was just different camera angles, but that makes sense that she might've done one song in private and then she performed your Sylvain, which everyone knew it was a big fucking hit. Um, in front of the dress rehearsal audience so they still get a performance but she didn't have to yeah that your 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 theory works better yeah and there was also clapping I forgot but I had it written here I, yeah I thought it was awkward clapping uh, it seemed like it was very obvious that it was with the applause sign unfortunately uh, yeah um but yeah she performed those two songs the second song chevy chase was on cowbell and singing back up and he was wearing a bright orange scarf which i believe that was a callback to the whole mick jagger singing back up on your so vain he wore a bright orange scarf oh we'll be done soon (laughs) (laughs) um and uh yeah I, i i will say uh there were a few really weird things. So when I was eating before I ate, before I ate, when I was eating- Let's <laughs> count how my life goes. <laughs> right, that when I was eating dinner before I ate second dinner, but after snick snack and way before dessert. Um, no, I, uh, I had, while I was eating, I was watching old Saturday Night Live clips and I had literally just watched more cowbell, the more cowbell sketch, like right before I had watched this episode. Whoa. Um, I, I'm, I'm just putting things in a timeline for people. No. Um, so I had just watched the cowbell sketch. So I was like, what? That's weird. Cowbell in two SNL episodes right back to back like that? Like, boom. Um, 
but I also want to say that You're So Vain is one of the best concert, one of the best songs to like fucking blast on your way home from a concert. I don't know why. It just is. Um, and yeah. It's also a good song to um, listen to when you're on the bus on the way to high school. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, there you go. There are certain songs that I know them. I, I, I know them only as my bus playlist songs. Yeah, no, it's like certain songs you have like very specific memories or places that are attached to them. Um, I would read on my way to and from high school and I distinctly remember reading a book. Uh, it was called Girls Like Us and it was like a tri-biography of Carly Simon, Joni Mitchell and oh. Carol King. And it is so good. So yeah, that's my Carly Simon bus memory. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> the next sketch was titled final days and Malin Khan was Nixon's wife and this took place in I assume the final days of his presidency um and she's writing in her diary and as she's writing in her diary it went into a flashback where Nixon was talking to a portrait of Lincoln and telling him that he was lucky because he just got shot. Um, and then he told some weird story about Vietnam. I don't really know what it was. I just wrote weird story about Vietnam in my notes. So yeah. <laughs> I liked, oh, I was say, I like Dan Aykroyd as Nixon. He had it, he, again, he's really killing it these past few episodes. Like he's been kind of the best part of at least this episode, but um, he, yeah, I thought his Nixon voice and his mannerisms were great. They were, it, it, it worked well for me, particularly when he told that long ass story about Vietnam or it wasn't long ass. I don't know what it was. It was weird. Um, and yeah, he, started talking about how Nixon never had sex in the White House and I was like oh yeah this is a flashback being written in her diary so then we go back to her um for a minute and we see that she's still writing and then we went to another flashback with Henry Kissinger uh which was it was good it was that was um uh it was John Belushi as Henry Kissinger and um it was I, I thought the impression was all right I didn't appreciate Nixon calling him Jew boy and Pat was like he wasn't anti-semitic he hated all minorities and then went on like a 30 second tangent talking about slurs of slurs used to refer to Asian people and the differences between them and I was just like oh what the fuck am I watching right now like even if yeah yeah I just looked at my notes and I saw that and I was like wait a minute this is not what I thought it was yeah yeah <laughs> no I did appreciate the whole um I, I thought the Nixon not having sex in the White House joke was funny because he apparently there were fairly significant rumors that if he was not gay he was at least bisexual and he did not have sex with his wife for like 15 years and I think they keep making jokes about David Eisenhower talking to the Washington Post and how he might have let stuff slip to them. I don't know if that's true or not. I have to do more digging. Um, but yeah, I 
the sketch went into some really gross places in terms of like that. And then it was Garrett Morris as Sammy Davis Jr. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so fucking long. Like, why it are we still long. doing this? Although I did feel like Garrett Morris's uh, part in this sort of energized it. Like this sketch definitely needed that if it was going to go on <sighs> any longer. Um, he was uh, singing, <laughs> um, which it was fun. Uh, also, oh my God, I forgot to mention, but the reason that he was saying or that they were talking about him ne- never having sex in the White House was because he had been talking to the portrait of JFK about how he had sex in the White House. I'm a little too high for that. So really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, yeah, the whole sketch, the sketch, it was good. It was just all over the place. Although I really appreciated the ending where off screen, Richard Nixon is telling his wife, Pat, that it's cold. And she's like, I just throw another tape on the fire. It was like, ha. Ah. <laughs> that was actually really good. Uh, but then was the Gary Weiss film of the week, which was about New York and New York fans. And it was literally just footage of New York uh, with New York's My Home by Ray Charles playing in the background. And it was actually spliced together kind of funnily in that like random New York fan sounds in place of like the syllables for like in the lyrics, like it worked rhythmically, but it was just like jarring to be hearing Ray Charles and then like angry Mets fans or something. Like it was, I see what they were trying to do and I think it could have been funny. It just wasn't executed super well it had was this supposed to be funny vibes you know yeah and i think it was i think it had potential i just think it only got like 50 percent of the way there just too weird yeah it's like i want to like your films (laughs) i don't even know what happened next Oh, oh, okay, okay. So this, I actually, this, I do know what happened next. So um, John Belushi was playing a private investigator and he was sitting there and Madeline Kahn comes in and she's like, I'm trying to find my husband. And she gives John Belushi all these details as to where he hangs out, where he goes. And John Belushi then starts singing, I Will Follow Him by Peggy March and starts uh, like reciting the lyrics as if they were, you know, what he was going to do to follow this man. And I am a sucker for sketches that play out through song. Like the performances, like the whole Bride of Frankenstein, I feel pretty, like it was, it was a sketch that centered around the song rather than like the plot be, like there wasn't a plot for that. You know what I mean? It was like stuff happening in the background and the song was happening. Whereas this, it's like the activities are playing out through the lyrics and through the performances. So like 16 going on 17 with John Mulaney, there was a sketch, God, probably 10 years ago at this point um, with Josh, Josh, Josh Hutcherson or Hutchison, the guy that played PETA in the Hunger Games film. Hutchison. Oh my God. I just rewatched the first one, but I don't okay. think I finished it. I don't know. I was really high. That's okay. I actually I like didn't finish it. I was I'm like I've never seen the third and fourth movie, but I saw the first two. 
And because I will do the hipster thing, I read the Hunger Games books when they came out, bitch. I wasn't one of those people who was like, oh my God, Kenneth is the best. It was like, ugh. Anyway, sorry, I'm a book no, hipster. I, um, I read her other series, uh, the Gregor the Overlander series, when I was younger, like before the Hunger Games. And I thought that was so fucking good. And I thought that should have been a fucking film. But it wasn't. But anyways, I, my mom and I would actually go to the midnight premieres of these movies, um, the Hunger Games movies. Yeah, <laughs> these movies. <laughs> yeah, the sketches that, um, sketches that play out through song, like using the lyrics as plot points, are my favorite. There was one with Josh Hutchison and Ad Bryant, probably close to a decade ago, um, using the song "Your Love" by The Outfield. And it's like an 80s one hit wonder. And oh my God, it was perfect. So this sketch, this type of sketch, I'm a sucker for. And then she says, oh, so Madeline Kahn says that she wants her husband back by her birthday. She wants her back uh, because uh, she doesn't want to cry on her birthday. And then John Belushi, it kicks in, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. And I thought it was like, okay, that is a really cute way to end that sketch. So. It was, yeah. The next bit was Madeline and Gilda doing impressions of uh, children, (laughs) or not children. Um, Madeline did one of a baby eating food for the first time. I thought it was ice cream for the first time. Oh, is that what it was? That would make a lot more sense than eating food. I thought it was eating food for the first time. I was like, that that makes no fucking sense. Like I thought she was supposed to be like trying to learn how to chew or something. I don't know. No, I think it was like the ice cream and it was cold, but it was good, but it was cold. It was like, I thought eerily accurate in terms of like babies being like, what is this cold thing in my mouth? Oh, this tastes good. Mm-hmm. So at least, you know, I don't know if you feed the twerps ice cream, but. No, we do yogurt, which okay. I mean, honestly, fucking the yogurt we feed them has so much sugar in it. I have it all the time. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you that's fine you're a grown-ass woman they can't decide what sugary shit goes in their body that's kind of (laughs) crazy yeah Um, anyway so yeah and then gilda did uh, a parakeet learning its first word which was hello and then uh they added madeline onto that so then she was just saying hello madeline hello madeline hello madeline until madeline put uh like a towel over her head um and she had trying to get her attention again and then when Madeline took off the uh towel she said what uh Gilda got really cute and she's like hello Madeline yeah a a wholesome little bit I thought it was it was just two ladies screwing around and both of them were funny it was like both aspects of that were good yes and then Madeline Kahn performed Lost in the Stars by Kurt Weil. Kurt Weil? Kurt Weil. Has to be Kurt Weil. Uh, and I guess it's, that song is most known uh, is it was covered by Frank Sinatra, also known as Ren and Farrow's dad. Um, sorry. Well. Please, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after. Let's just finish the recording. We're going on an hour. Whoa. <laughs> yeah um but like the first 10 minutes of that was fucking around and smoking so you know whoops yeah true True, true. um but yeah that was kind of the end of the main show yeah that that was really it (laughs) 
the good nights were cute. They were all up there and like there was an issue with the spotlight and they like turned it on them at the last minute. Um, yeah. What was your least favorite? That's hard to say. I'm sitting here looking at my, all my notes and I, I just simply, I don't know. There were a lot of just meh sketches in this episode. I felt like it was just like a collection of meh sketches for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I guess actually I have no nothing figured out what were you gonna say I I was gonna say that like my worst was I think the Nixon one and that my best was you're so vain by Carly Simon and the rest of you can figure out it's like there was really nothing standout from this episode like it was all just kind of meh yeah my worst was the monologue for sure um and yeah the best I mean I, I did enjoy the musical performance but I didn't enjoy the fact that it wasn't live I don't know about best I, I'm like I didn't like anything yeah this episode I mean I texted you immediately we both finished it within like 10 minutes of one another and I texted you like what the fuck because it was just I don't want to say it was a bad episode but it wasn't a good one I think it's okay to say it was a bad episode <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, bold stance of you. Um, like, yeah, I guess episodes for it to be good episodes, you know. That's. Tr- I mean, you're right. I just don't want to hate anything. But this was a bad episode. Hating on it. It's constructive no. criticism. It could have been better if they didn't have that rape joke and that sleepover sketch. Otherwise, that would have been my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. Our Email is satnighthighpod at gmail, and we have a website, satnighthighpod.com. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit with the username satnighthighpod. Night is spelled N-I-T-E on Twitter because of character limit, and we're on um, Facebook. We're also on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so until next time, happy highs. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.